and I was so heartbroken. But when I thought about soul contracts and I realized that maybe this was only meant to be for a certain period of time, but I learned the lesson that I needed to learn. And now I'm going to move forward and the rest of my life with this valuable lesson that I had learned from this relationship. And so if you are currently going through something like this, I just want to remind you and let you know that you are not a failure. You can't fail at life as long as you are putting yourself out there and you're opening your heart and you're open to living and having the human experience. Every experience that you have, whether it's a relationship ending, a job ending, something coming to a close, you're never actually starting from scratch moving forward because you are always going to take the lessons from your previous experiences into every new experience that you have. Welcome to Lit Up AF, the podcast that helps you create a life that lights you up. I'm Jenny Rose, your average 30-something millennial who spent years following the conventional roadmap to success until one day I looked around and realized I was burnt out, uninspired, and living a life that was out of alignment with my dreams and desires. So I threw away the old roadmap and now I'm following my own inner compass as I create a life that leaves me feeling lit up as fuck. I started this podcast because I know that I'm not the only one who did all the right things yet ended up feeling trapped in a life meant for someone else. So if you're feeling stuck, consider this your permission slip to throw out the old roadmap, tune into your inner compass, and create your unique version of happiness, even if it doesn't make sense to those around you. Join me here each week for a dose of inspiration, encouragement, practical advice, and honest conversations with others on a similar journey. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Lit Up AF, the podcast that helps you create a life that lights you up. My name is Jenny Rose. I am the host of this podcast. If you are new here, it is so awesome to have you. If you are returning, thank you for your continued support. I love having all of you here in my little corner of the internet. And oh my goodness, it is April and the weather is finally turning here in Boston. It has been warm the past few days. It stopped raining finally. Haven't seen snow in a hot minute. And I just opened the windows in my apartment for the first time since October, maybe September. And oh my God, getting the fresh air in here just makes a world of difference. It feels so much lighter and brighter and airier and just so amazing. So I hope wherever you are that you are having a nice start to the spring. Before we dive into today's podcast topic, I wanted to give you a little reminder if you were not already aware that I am currently hosting a spring self-care reset challenge over on Facebook. So our focus for that challenge is really doing a spring cleaning of our self-care habits and building a self-care practice that is sustainable and healthy and fun and enjoyable and consistent. I have spent the last week taking walks every day and journaling in the little daily pages that we have set up. And next week, we are going to start to layer in some additional self-care practices for the mind-body-soul approach to self-care. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode of the podcast talking about my mind-body-soul approach to self-care, give that a listen. And if you'd like to join the challenge, you are more than welcome to do so. Even though we started it just about a week ago, you are still more than welcome to dive in. You can find the link for that in the show notes or on my website at litupaf.com. 
and join the challenge. And I'll send you the week one content as well as the week two content, which should be starting this Sunday. So I would love to see you there. We already have nearly 40 people in the group at the time of this recording. And it's been so much fun to have the accountability thread where everyone is posting pictures of how it is that they are using self-care to make their lives better that day. And it's just a fun little group. So if that sounds like something that would interest you, please come on over and join us. Okay, so the topic for today's podcast is a topic that a listener requested. She wrote to me on Instagram and told me that she has been on her own journey for a while and she's done a lot of work on herself and has really changed so much in the last few years. And she's finding it challenging to relate to the people in her life that aren't on a similar path and haven't taken the time to look inward themselves. And she wanted to emphasize that these are people that she still really loves and that she wants to have them in her life. It's not so much that she, you know, doesn't want to have the relationships with these people anymore, but she was finding it challenging to relate to them after having changed so much as herself. And I totally related to this question because when I was going through my journey, and of course, I'm still on that journey, but earlier on in the journey when I was really changing pretty rapidly, I needed to sort of reorient myself in the relationships that I had with people. Again, people that I really loved and that I wanted to continue to have relationships with, but I found that I was such a different human that I didn't really know how to navigate those relationships anymore. This was a, an awesome question. I'm sure it's going to be relatable to a lot of listeners. And so why don't we dive in? The first thing that I want to talk about here is the cocoon phase. It's very common when you are becoming a new version of yourself, that you have a cocoon phase before you blossom. And think about how this works for the caterpillar, where the caterpillar had one way of existing for a really long time, and then it spins itself, this cocoon, and then it spends time isolated in this cocoon, evolving into the new version of itself. And it's very vulnerable when it's in this cocoon. But once the time has come and enough transformation has happened, then it's time to leave the cocoon and blossom into this new version of themselves, into the butterfly. So I wanted to talk about the cocoon phase because that might be where some of our listeners are currently. And I remember the cocoon phase being a really exhausting phase for me. Like I knew that I was becoming a new version of myself, but it required so much rest and recovery and I really withdrew from the outside world and the people around me so that I could be in my own energy more often. This is frequently called like a dark night of the soul when you are transitioning from one way of existing to a new, more self-aware and enlightened way of existing. And so this phenomenon is really, really common and pretty well documented. I've seen the holistic psychologist talk about this, which I've talked about her in the past, Dr. Nicole LaPera. I really love the content that she creates and talks about on her podcast and on her social media pages and in her book, How to Do the Work. And this phase for me really required me to go inside and withdraw from people around me so that I could be within my own energy to encourage the transformation that I was going through. And so if this is the phase of your own evolution that you are in right now, I want you to give yourself so much grace and so much compassion and just let yourself rest. It's hard work becoming a new version of yourself. And I don't want you to feel guilty for taking the time to rest and recover 
and be alone for a little bit. It's really important to give yourself the space to replenish yourself because it really can be so depleting when you're in this process of becoming a new version of yourself. Once you have started to come out of the cocoon phase and you're feeling like you're ready to break free and become that beautiful butterfly that you were always meant to be, then it's time to sort of reorient yourself to the world around you and the people within it. And so it can be a very lonely time as you're trying to re-examine these relationships that you have been in in the past because old habits die hard and old ways of being it's really easy to get sucked back into them. Like take, for example, you might be an adult now, you might be in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s and beyond. And you go home to see your family and you're spending time around your siblings and your parents. And all of a sudden you find yourself sort of reliving out these old relationship dynamics where it's almost like you are in high school again or a child again. And you're like, wait a minute, why am I losing my temper so easy? Or why am I snapping at my parents? Like I'm a teenager with an attitude. This isn't who I am anymore. And this isn't how I exist in my day-to-day life. That's that old pattern of being coming up again. And so I want to make sure that you are once again giving yourself the grace to learn as you're renegotiating how you want to interact with the people who you've had long-standing relationships with. I want to give you some advice here for how to navigate this. And I want to take this from a few different angles, because even though the listener who sent this question in to me did emphasize that she wanted to continue and grow these relationships with the people in her life, I know that there might be some listeners who are feeling like, okay, I maybe don't want to continue these relationships or I'm questioning whether or not I want to continue them. So we're going to approach this topic from a few different angles. And so... Regardless of where you stand right now and whether or not you want to have these relationships or if you're ready to let go of these old relationships and make space for new ones, I want to encourage you to share your experiences and your new perspectives with others because it can feel really vulnerable sometimes. Like I remember feeling very vulnerable when I started sharing a little bit more about the journey that I had been on and the changes that I had made to myself and the different perspectives that I had on life after going through my own journey and leaving my cocoon phase. But the thing is, you never know who's been doing this work on their own because a lot of people aren't necessarily talking about it, but they are going through this same sort of journey in their inner world. And so I do want to encourage you to share that with people because It's an invitation for someone to go deeper past the surface level and to meet you where you are or to inspire them to go deeper and then meet you where you are. And there are some people who are going to feel really inspired by this, but there are other people who are going to feel really triggered by this. And so I want to remind you that even though I am encouraging you to share this side of yourself with others, you know, I had a whole episode on the podcast about being more vulnerable. And I do really stand by the importance of that in creating authentic connection with the people in your life. It's also not your responsibility to water yourself down for other people if this is triggering to them. So this leads to the next piece of advice that I have, which is a couple of different things to do if 
you are sharing yourself authentically and you are met with resistance or even indifference because for some people it it might not matter at all that you've gone through this change. So I want to first remind you to always do you. Like I said before, old habits, old ways of being, old patterns, they die hard and it's very easy to slip into them and it's very common to slip back into them if the person that you're trying to engage with is slipping back into the old pattern that you don't really want to play out anymore. But I want to remind you that you have come so far. You have come way too far to change yourself or your behavior for the comfort of others. So it's just a little permission slip that I want to give you to encourage you to stay the path because I understand how uncomfortable it can feel at first to be this new version of yourself. And for me, I really had to find ways to sort of put myself in different types of interactions, different settings, different environments, just to really continue to reemphasize this person that I was becoming and that I wanted to become so that I wasn't just living out the same old day-to-day patterns and habits because I was bringing new experiences in that were allowing me to sort of play into this new version of myself that I wanted to be. So you do you, boo. It is natural to want to grow and change as a human being. If you are not changing, then you are dying. So I just want to encourage you to continue to be this big, beautiful self that you've decided to bring to the table. But next, I want to remind you to recognize that everyone is on their own path in their own timeline. And just as you wish for others to respect this new version of you that you have become, you also need to respect that other people are who they are and maybe they don't want to change or maybe they are not ready to change. Now, I am not saying that if this dynamic exists and the way that they are showing up or embodying themselves is harmful to you, I'm not saying that you should just sit there and allow that to happen. You always have the ability to distance yourself from people who are no longer an aligned fit for you. But if that's not the case and they're not harming you, but you think that you know better because you've done all of this work on yourself and you just think, well, if I can just share this piece of information that changed my life with them, that maybe it will change their life. Um, people don't like to be told what to do, my love. And I'm sure you can think of an example of a time that someone else was telling you what you should do and you felt resistance because you're like, okay, why am I not enough just being who I am? So I want to reiterate really quickly that I am not directing that particular piece of advice at the listener who sent in the question. This is just a general piece of advice that I want to give anybody who's navigating this because I certainly remember that I have had moments where I thought to myself, well, human design has changed my life so much or astrology has really given me so much insight into who I am as a person. I really want to push this on other people because I think that it will change them too. And if I brought it up and there was some level of curiosity or receptivity, then I would continue to take it further and continue the conversation with people. But There are some people that, you know, I tried to kind of bring the topic up with and it was just very clear that it wasn't something that they were interested in. And respectfully, I dropped the conversation topic because I don't want to push anything on anybody. If they're not interested in hearing that wisdom or they're not interested in receiving it, then that's totally fine. 
Their path is their path. Your path is your path. Respect that. The next piece of advice that I have for you here is to take some time to reflect and decide if and how you want the relationship to evolve. Some relationships are going to shift and they're going to evolve into something new, but they might be equally strong than the old relationship or it might be a completely new dynamic altogether. And that is totally fine. Other relationships are going to naturally wither and fall away because you're just no longer in alignment. Like I think that this happens really commonly for people after, let's say like college, for example, it's like you had your buddies who maybe you would go out and get drinks with or you would see them at parties and you would talk to them a lot. And these relationships just tend to naturally sort of wither away as you enter adulthood because you realize that the only commonality that you had between you before was that you were running in the same social circle or you had the same sort of hobby or just like to spend your Friday evenings doing the same thing that they were doing, but there wasn't really any true connection between you. And so those relationships are typically kind of easy to let go of because it's just a natural falling away. Now, what happens if there is a relationship that you do really want to hold on to, but they're not meeting you where you're at and you're feeling all of that resistance in trying to change that relationship. That is when I would recommend that you put some boundaries in place where you need to. So I don't really have any personal examples of this because I feel like all of the relationships that I've had have really evolved quite beautifully in my own recent journey of self-exploration. However, going back to the holistic psychologist, I remember her sharing this story where she had these patterns of being with her family where there was a lot of codependency and just a lot of friction in the relationship because she had done so much work in healing from childhood trauma that her parents were not interested in or willing to change. And they were pulling her back into these old codependent patterns of being. And so for her, what ended up being successful was putting some boundaries in place to distance herself from her family for the time being, where she went no contact with them. And she was very clear and compassionate with them that she needed this time and space away from them because the way that they were acting towards her was not supportive of the person that she was trying to become and then later was able to return to having contact with her family when the patterns were no longer as triggering as they had been for her in the past. And so this is just another reminder that you do you. You take space where you need to. You distance yourself where you need to. And you can have a compassionate conversation. Sometimes people don't respond well to that. And I want to warn you that that might be the case, that you might ask for this distance and, you know, somebody gets really, really mad at you or really, really upset with you. And that's where you have to hold strong to your boundaries. Because again, it is 2023. We have come too far to fall into people-pleasing dynamics. And so if you don't put yourself first, no one else will. Okay? So the way that you allow people to behave towards you tells them that it's okay for them to do that. And so If there's a way that somebody's interacting with you that you do not like, it is on you to tell them that. And so take the time and the space that you need to. But I do really recommend giving people first the option and the grace to try to change in some of the pieces of advice that I've already given where it's like, 
have a compassionate conversation with them, be upfront with them about how your perspectives have been shifting and how you're trying to make changes in your life and give them the option to try to meet you where you are. And if they can't, then they can't. And that's on you to then distance yourself from them. And maybe there's room for them someday to make those changes and come back into your life. Great. If not, or if you don't want to give them that chance because the old pattern of interacting with them was really, really harmful for you and it's not something that you can get past, that is okay too. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. Before we dive back in, I want to take a moment to let you know about the 90-day joy journal that I've created to help you live your most lit up life. Journaling has been such a transformative practice for me over the past few years and is one of my favorite tools for helping me tap back into my inner voice, but at the beginning, I struggled with it. I felt uncertain about what to write about, and because of that, I had a hard time being consistent. So if you're in a similar boat, you should definitely download the 90-Day Joy Journal. Think of it as your roadmap through a three-month journey to establishing a journaling habit and cultivating joy in your daily life. Honestly, it's the journal I wish I had when I first started out, and the best part is, it is completely free. You can download it instantly on my website, litupaf.com, or find the link in today's show notes. Okay, back to the show. I want to share with you a concept that I've come across in my own journey that I have found to be extremely comforting when navigating these sorts of challenging relationship dynamics. And that concept is soul contracts. Now, we're going to get a little woo-woo here. That's okay. We usually get quite woo-woo with this podcast anyways. But the idea behind soul contracts is that we all have a soul that has agreed to come to this earthly plane for a human experience. And your body is the vehicle that houses this soul through this life. But each time this life cycle comes to an end, the soul goes back to the plane where it is from and decides on what lessons it wants to learn in this next life cycle. And then it comes back in another body. And so There's this idea that soul contracts are souls that you have agreed to come to this world and experience a lesson with them. And oftentimes these soul contracts, they are with you and evolve throughout the many life cycles of your soul. For example, somebody that is your dad in this life might be your pet in the next life or might be your best friend in another life, or a sister, or a romantic partner. And so there's this idea that these souls are tied to one another and they continue to evolve throughout their many human experiences that they opt into. And so why this was so comforting to me was the time that I discovered this concept was the time that I was going through the separation with my husband. And I've talked about this on previous episodes of the podcast, but In case you are new here, my husband and I had separated for about a year during COVID, and we were going through a lot of challenges in our relationship, and we took time to work on ourselves as individuals, and we were able to find our way back to one another. But I remember feeling so crushed when we first decided to separate, and then I found this concept of soul contracts, and it comforted me because there was this idea that I'd come to this world and I had agreed to learn this lesson from this person who was really, really important to me. And I learned the lesson and the contract had come to a close and there was peace and acceptance in that. Now, 
the contract did not really come to a close. It seems that it was renegotiated and now we're having a completely new experience with one another as these more evolved versions of ourselves and we're so much happier and it's so different than how it was in the past. But at the time, I just found this concept so comforting. And so I hope that it brings you a little bit of peace and acceptance as well if you find that any relationships are coming to a close in your life because it can be so hard to let go of the people who were once so important to us. And it's good to remember here that some soul contracts are forever. You know, somebody like this might be my parent or my best friend or my sister or my brother, but, you know, we are going to stay in contact throughout this entire human experience that we are having for this life cycle. But other soul contracts are meant to be short. And so I want to remind you that the length of a relationship, whether it's romantic, familial, friendship, whatever this relationship looks like, the length of time of a particular relationship does not necessarily indicate success or failure. When I thought that I was going to be going through a divorce, I felt like the biggest fucking failure. And I was so sad and I was so heartbroken. But when I thought about soul contracts and I realized that maybe this was only meant to be for a certain period of time, but I learned the lesson that I needed to learn. And now I'm going to move forward and the rest of my life with this valuable lesson that I had learned from this relationship. And so if you are currently going through something like this, I just want to remind you and let you know that you are not a failure. You can't fail at life as long as you are putting yourself out there and you're opening your heart and you're open to living and having the human experience. Every experience that you have, whether it's a relationship ending, a job ending, something coming to a close, you're never actually starting from scratch moving forward because you are always going to take the lessons from your previous experiences into every new experience that you have. So if you're going through a hard time with that right now, just a little virtual hug from me to you. You've got this. You're not a failure. Reflect on the lessons that you learned and take those into all of your future experiences. The next thing that I want to talk about here is filling the empty space where old relationships might have been and filling them with new ones. Now, this is probably the phase of the journey that I am currently on, and I did not cut any relationships out of my life. Again, like I said before, all of my relationships have evolved beautifully, but there are other parts of me that I just want to experience in relationship. And the podcast is a big part of that journey for me where it's like, I really want to talk about spirituality and all the woo-woo stuff and just talk about how to live a life that feels in alignment with me. And so the podcast is a big piece of that, but I also want to meet more people in my day-to-day -day life that I get to have these conversations with. And so if you are in that position, here's a couple of tips and tricks that I can give to hopefully make this a little easier because to be honest, I found it to be challenging to make friends the older that I've gotten. You're just not really in the same situations where as before you were in school and so you were constantly sort of being surrounded by new people and having the opportunity to forge new friendships. It takes a lot more effort as you're an adult to meet new people because everybody gets so busy with work and life and maybe kids and family, and just all of the things that we have going on and that we become responsible for. So a couple of tips to offer here are to find ways to 
put yourself out there in environments that are new to you. So I've talked in the past about moon circles. I love going to the monthly moon circle that my yoga studio hosts, and I have the opportunity to meet people who are on a more spiritual path, and we have really interesting conversations with one another. So I highly recommend seeing if your local yoga studio offers something like that or something else. Any sort of small group social setting that you can get into is great. So maybe for you, this looks like joining some sort of church group. Maybe this is some sort of virtual online group. This could be through volunteering, a great way to give back to your community. And if you're volunteering at a place that is serving people in the way that you really care about, you're going to naturally meet people who also have the same values as you. There's also apps out there that people can use to make friends now, like Bumble BFF. I have not personally used any of these apps, but I think it's super cool. So if any of the listeners have used some sort of app to make friends as an adult, please reach out to me. Let me know how that experience was for you. I think that that's super cool. There are also tons of online communities that you can find I hope Lit Up AF is the kind of online community that you would like to be part of over on Instagram. You can follow me at litup underscore AF. And I'm also playing around with the idea of starting a Facebook group because I've been having so much fun with the Facebook group that we have right now for the spring self-care reset challenge. It's just a really fun way to engage with others. And so thinking about maybe starting a community like that on Facebook. Also, I'm playing around with the idea of maybe hosting a monthly new moon circle where we can meet and talk about the things that we are trying to manifest into our life. So if that is the kind of virtual hangout that sounds fun to you, shoot me a message as well. I'd love to know if there is interest in doing that. And just in general, I think going out and having experiences that you might not have had as an old version of yourself, whether it's going to concerts, hanging out at coffee shops joining some sort of online course. There are so many ways to meet people online or in person. So if you have any extra tips and tricks around how to do this yourself, I would love to hear from you for what's been successful for you in the past because it's been said now that there is a loneliness epidemic in the world because we live such hyper-individual lifestyles now and I think that anything that we can do to combat that is going to be so important for our health in so many ways. Like human beings are wired for connection. We weren't meant to live this sort of solo existence. We were always meant to exist in community and to have connection with other people, which is what I deeply care about and want to foster in this community that I'm trying to build here. So if you have any advice for the audience on how to do that, shoot me a message and I would love to share it on my social media. This leads perfectly into the last thing that I want to talk about here, which is learning to find comfort in being alone. There's a difference between being alone and being lonely. When I first started this journey, I was very lonely. I was isolated. It was the middle of the pandemic. I had just gone through a separation and I was living alone for the first time in, oh God, probably like almost a decade. And at first, I was so lonely. And the way that I got over that was turning inward and realizing that everything that I felt that I was missing, I was waiting for someone else to give that to me. I was looking for my partner previously to pour that into me. I was looking for friends and family to fill that void after I had separated from my partner. 
And what I came to learn is that anything that is missing within me, I need to learn to give to myself. And so this looked like a lot of time reading books, journaling, meditating, hanging out in my own energy. Like I remember when I first moved to my apartment and I would text my friends on Friday to see like who wants to come over and do something on Friday night and they were all in relationships still or becoming new mothers and they just were busy and they didn't have time to hang out with me and there's nothing wrong with that. They have their own lives. But it taught me that I needed to learn to be by myself and there's something so uncomfortable about being with yourself when you do not know yourself. So find whatever practice it is that resonates for getting connected with yourself, therapy, meditation, journaling, going for walks in nature, all of these different things. There's so many practices that you can do to just get in touch with yourself. And the longer that I was on that journey, the more I realized that I had come to love the time that I spent alone. And now I can really switch back and forth between the two energies where I have a lot of fun spending time with the people that I love or going out and doing something social. And I really love spending time with myself. So if you're a natural introvert, maybe you're like, this is not relatable at all. I have always loved being in my own energy. But for someone who's maybe a little more extroverted like me or somebody who's just feeling so disconnected from who they are as their inner self, it can be wildly uncomfortable to be alone. So if you are feeling lonely, I feel you. It can be so hard, but I promise you that if you commit to taking this journey on yourself and finding ways to fill your own cup and fill whatever emptiness that you are feeling on the inside, you are setting yourself up for a lifetime of happiness because no one can ever take that from you and it will help with any codependent patterns that you have been struggling with in your life. Okay, I think that is all that I have for you today. Thank you so much to the listener who reached out to me with this question. If you're listening and you have a question that you'd like me to answer on an upcoming episode or a topic that you'd like me to cover, please reach out to me. You can always reach out to me on my website at litupaf.com or you can reach out to me via DM on Instagram at litup underscore AF. I'd love to hear from you. My goal is always to make sure that this podcast is bringing value to your life. And so if you have something you need a little help with, I would love to hear from you. And if you found this episode helpful or insightful or fun or interesting in any way, please, please, please consider leaving me a review and a rating on the podcast. I'm new. I'm just starting out. It is so, so helpful to have ratings and reviews to get this podcast out to more people. And I would really appreciate it if you just take a moment to do that and help this podcast get heard by more people. Because I really believe that if everyone is living a life that lights them up, that it's going to be better for everyone in this world. Okay. I love you so, so, so much. I will be back next Friday. Have a fantastic weekend. A happy Easter if you are celebrating that this weekend. I'm so looking forward to hanging out at my parents' house because my mom always makes the best food on Easter. So I'm really looking forward to that. And if you want to join us for the Spring Self-Care Reset Challenge, again, the link is in the show notes. Not too late to join. We'd love to have you. I will see you next week. Love you.
Bye. If today's episode lit you up in any way, please consider sharing it with a friend or loved one you feel would benefit. If you want to continue the conversation on today's topic, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram at litup underscore AF. Lastly, I would so appreciate it if you left a rating and review for the podcast to help it reach more listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found value in today's episode. I'll be back next week. Love you. Bye. Thank you.